We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori DeSimone, and I'm so excited to be back talking to you guys. I have missed you guys, and I hope you guys are having a great week so far and, you know, an amazing Monday. And if not, I'm going to turn it around for you, and we're going to have a great week and a great Monday. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to be back chatting with you guys today. I hope you're having a great day and ready to dive into today's topic. I'm excited to chat about a healthy lifestyle, but one that involves a healthy mindset because I have definitely been in struggles of not having a healthy mindset and trying to really lead a healthy lifestyle. And when the two aren't communicating and correlating, you're, it feels, it felt like to me anyway, that I was living a very inauthentic lifestyle where I was preaching one thing and trying to live one way, but I was just constantly boggled down by an unhealthy quote-unquote mindset especially when it came to a relationship with food and toxic thoughts and all those sorts of things so if any of that is triggering to you such as like body image binge eating unhealthy relationships with food this might be the episode to skip 
However, if you are someone that is interested in the conversation of it, I'm happy to have that conversation. And I've said that multiple times throughout the years, and I'm excited to bring that conversation back onto the table today because I know so many girls and guys, but I know mostly girls listen to my podcast, um, have struggled with this throughout the years and kind of now being on the other side of it. I don't want to completely stop talking about it because there was a time when it was the only thing that consumed my mind and consumed my thoughts. And I was really struggling with it for a while. And I want to remember that I felt really lonely in those days. And when I would talk about it on the podcast, so many of you guys would say to me like how much it helped you. So if you're struggling or if you feel yourself ever thinking a way that you used to think, just know that you're not alone and this conversation is here for you whenever you need it. And if you know, none of this is applicable to you, but you still just want to hang out with me on a Monday. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate you guys. So I hope you guys have all had a great Monday. I've started batching my episodes. So I actually have not recorded in almost a month, like three, three and a half weeks. I haven't recorded an episode. So I feel like a lot has changed since I last talked to you. It's kind of fun to like watch back on the videos because I get to see my hair growth. <laughs> and that's been like cool to see like, oh, wow, my hair's grown this much in a month. Like it's kind of cool to watch. I did just cut my hair. So it's not like I'm like focused on like growing it super, super long again. But it's just an interesting way to tell time your hair growth. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, I hope you guys are having a great week. I've said that like 10 times now, but it's because I mean it. Um, let's see what has changed since I last talked to you guys. I finished the book that I was reading. I forget what it was. Oh, I think I was reading 20 years later at the time. Yeah, it was a good book. Um, I think I rated it three stars. It was fine. Um, the ending was just not, I was let down by the ending because I think I read too many great reviews of the book. I was expecting something so awesome. And I think if I went into it blind, I would have liked it a lot more and rated it a lot higher. Um, but it was a pretty good book. There were definitely some similarities with, oh no, that was a different book that I read. Then after that, I read The Housemaid and that was really, really good. I read it in a day and I was like obsessed. There was a lot of similarities though with that book and The Last Mrs. Parrish. And if you're going to choose one of the two books to read, I'm actually going to recommend The Housemaid. Instead of The Last Mrs. Parish, I just thought it was a really good book. And it was fast paced. Like it was, you know, like a normal length book, like 300 some pages. But it felt really fast paced and the writing was really good. The chapters were really short and I was so hooked. I literally finished it in a day, which I never do. So really, really good book. Definitely recommend. And now I'm reading um, Stacey Wellingham's new book, All the Dangerous Things. I think that's what it's called. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. I also started Things We Never Got Over and I can't get into it. I really can't. I stopped like 15% into the book because I it was very similar to Colleen Hoover's writing and I'm not the biggest Colleen Hoover fan. So for me, it was just not really my book. Plus, there's a lot of like, I don't know, the characters are weird to me. Like, they're fighting all the time. Like in the opening scene, like 
the two main characters are just fighting and then you like meet his brother and then they're fighting and it's like why is there this weird tension with everyone like aren't these characters like 30 years old like why are they fighting like 14 year olds like I don't get it It was just weird writing for me so I wasn't obsessed and I was like you know what this book is way too long like it's like a 500 page book or something I was like this book is way too long to suffer through it if I'm not liking the writing style so I just put it down maybe I'll revisit it I'll let you guys know if I do but yeah, it's just like not really for me. I'm also just very much still like in my thriller book era at the moment. I try to read romance books and I'm just really bored if I'm being honest. Like it's just not for me right now. I'm really into thriller books. And this one that Stacey Wellingham, Wellingham, I should like really know that all the dangerous things. Stacey Willingham. Yeah. This one that she's writing about is like about true crime. And she's like a victim of crime and like horrible things like a kidnapping. Her son was kidnapped and that's not a spoiler by the way. Um, and it's showing like the true crime culture on victims. And it's, it was like, it's a cool perspective to read the book from. So anyway, I'm excited to dive deeper into that. I got a blowout today and I brought my Kindle to the hair salon to read as I was getting a blowout and I just ended up talking with my girl the whole time. So I didn't even get to read much, but I was like really looking forward to it, but I don't want to be rude. It's like this weird balance. Like, do I read and relax when I get a blowout or do I talk? Cause I don't want to be rude and not talk. Cause like if she's looking to chat, then I'll chat with her. You know what I mean? I don't know. I didn't want to be rude, but I did just kind of want to go and read my book. But anyway, it was great. I got a great blowout. The girl was amazing. And I was holding my Kindle the whole time. So I had the support system of my Kindle there with me anyway. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, just, you know, updates on the books I've been reading. Um, my planners are back in stock and I am like obsessed. I have been using my hardcover planners every single day. I'm actually using all of my planners. I use a mix of my digital and my hardcover. I know in like my last episode, it was all about how I plan and I do everything that I say, but I also like solidify it in my hardcover and I like write out my hardcover in the mornings too. And I'm just like obsessed. So I've been using, um, all of my planner products. You can get all my planners on the manifestplanner.com or on my Etsy shop. Um, I'll have it linked down below, but I am obsessed. So if you guys want to grab a planner, the hardcover planner is undated. So you can start it at any time. I know it's a new month. Happy February, by the way. So, um, you guys can start it at any time and it's never too late. And the digital versions are dated and those download right away. Um, you can get them dated or undated for the digital version and you don't have to pay for shipping. You don't have to wait for the cost of anything, um, or like the shipping of anything. And those are always available right away. So those are the planners. Um, and while I am talking about the planners, I want to really quickly plug the new Instagram for the planners, which is at the manifest planner co it's not a new Instagram, but I did just bring on someone for the marketing of that and the podcast Instagram. So it's going to get a lot better. It's not just like little old me doing it because I had no idea what I wanted the brand direction to look like or anything like that. So I just brought on an employee for both of those Instagram accounts. So that's at Manifest the Tortoise Moan. That's the podcast. And then at the Manifest Planner Company, that's my planner company Instagram. Um, I just brought on someone new for there. So go be sure to go follow the Instagrams. And I'm also going to be doing a giveaway 
very soon I'm going to give away um, a physical manifest planner and an iPad. Okay. So keep a lookout for that. I will announce that on the manifest planner Instagram. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys follow that. So you guys don't miss that giveaway. I'm very excited for it. Also, if you guys want to watch any of these videos on YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel. It is manifest with Tori Simone YouTube. And, um, yeah, these videos go live on Mondays. Um, I have recently been obsessed with watching, podcast on YouTube. And I know a lot of people are as well. So I want to make sure that you guys know that I do have video podcasts. If you guys are interested in watching these as videos instead of like on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And besides that, I'm also uploading more again on my personal YouTube channel. I'm trying to get four videos out a month where one is like a beauty, one is like a fitness, one is like a planning video and another is like a vlog kind of style video. Just so I hit like a little bit of everything. Like today I just filmed a makeup tutorial about like the makeup look that I wear whenever I wear makeup because believe it or not, I've been really lost with how to wear my makeup lately because I always feel like it's either too much or it's not enough. Like I just am lost with my makeup except for this makeup look that I really like and I feel like really suits me and I'm really enjoying it. So I filmed that makeup look today and if you guys are watching the video podcast and you're wondering what I did, that's on my main channel. Um, and yeah, I think that is all that I wanted to catch you guys up on. Um, let's dive into the manifest moments, which is a new segment that I've started this year on the podcast and it's pulled directly from the manifest journal, which is currently available only digitally on my Etsy shop or on the manifestplanner.com. And it's just a daily undated journal and it has prompts. So if you guys want to do these prompts with me or you want to follow along, I would love that and encourage it. Okay. So three people I'm sending love to, um, actually only wrote down two today. But you'll kind of see why, like I kind of have a lot more people in there. So number one was my entire family. I am so grateful for the health of my family. The second person that I'm sending love to is a particular client of mine that I'm like thinking of this particular person. Um, this client had a very sudden death in their family and it's really been weighing heavy on me. And it kind of brings me back up to point number one where I'm just so, I'm sending so much love to my family because. I just, it's just really been weighing heavy on me, this, um, this tragic death that one of my clients has experienced. So I won't go much deeper than that, but I'm sending them much, much love today and yesterday and every day to follow. So tons and tons of love. And I didn't write down a third person because I don't know why I did it. Um, but I'll just make up another one on the spot. The third person I'm sending love to today is my sister because my sister recently told my mom and not me that she wants to go to esthetician school. So Maddie, if you're listening to this, hell yeah. Um, she's definitely not listening to this, but sending love to you. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine. And that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy to EMF management and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge 
products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about Indeed is that whenever I'm looking for a candidate, I put it out on Indeed and instantly I get matched with exactly what I'm looking for. So I don't really have to waste time like scrolling through resumes or anything like that to make sure that they're what I'm looking for. Every resume that I do look for has exactly the qualifications that I need. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today, I'm grateful for the health of my family. Kind of circling back to what I was saying earlier, I feel like it's really easy to take for granted 
the health of yourself and of other people until something really terrible happens. So I want to remain very grateful for the health of my parents, myself, my sister, my grandma, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my boyfriend, his entire family. Like I feel like we are so fortunate in our family with health and I don't take it for granted and I'm just so beyond grateful for it. I'm also grateful for the opportunity at hand. I feel like I'm so young in my career being 24 I feel like there's so much potential and so much that I haven't even tapped into like I feel like I'm at like the tip of the iceberg and I hold so much power in positively impacting my career that I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I have and I'm excited to see what happens this year today I'm manifesting creativity and being very clear-headed I'm going to allow thoughts and creativity to free free flow and pass without judgment. And then from those thoughts, I can act on what will positively improve my life. And my affirmation is today I am in control of the destiny of my life and I'm choosing to focus on what best serves me, what makes me feel good and what makes me progress in my career and what drives me to be my best self every day. And my daily goal to manifest as my higher self today is to remain balanced in my workload. I feel like it's really easy for me to overwhelm myself when I just simply don't have to. So I'm going to remain balanced today in my workload. And I feel like I've done a really good job at that. Okay, guys. So that was my intro and let's dive into today's topic of a healthy lifestyle starts with a healthy mindset. So I used to really struggle with binge eating and I used to also really struggle with the whole diet culture mentality. And if you guys have been around for a while, then you know this. Um, This was really heightened in the beginning of the podcast, considering that my first episode ever was called I'm Confused. And it is still to this day one of my most listened to episodes because I find it very relatable, even though that was in 2019 and it's now, oh my God, almost four years later. Um, it's still a very relatable topic because I pretty much in that episode just talked about how I was so confused and how there are so many contradicting experts, opinions, viewpoints out there about diet, health, fitness, wellness. And I was just in that time, like really in the thick of it. So I'd say from like the time I started the podcast was the middle of it, but it really started from like 2017 was when it kind of began But then the end of 2019 is when it really started making waves in my life. So from about 2018 to 2020, I was really struggling for those two years with binge eating and having like the quote unquote diet starts tomorrow mentality. And at the end of 2020 is when it started to go away and get better. And I will explain later on in this episode how exactly I got to that point. Um, but I will say I've honestly forgotten how trapping that feeling was because I feel as though I've been freed from it for the last two years. And like I said, like I'll explain how I got over it and how I continue to keep toxic thoughts away when it comes to movement, working out, eating healthy and like leading a healthy lifestyle. But I really did used to communicate all the time on this podcast about the struggles that I went through. And I know a lot of you guys, appreciated it and unfortunately understood it and enjoyed that we could just talk about it without having to say like, 
I've never been diagnosed. I don't know for sure. Like I'm no expert in the field, but this is just a normal girl expressing her feelings. And I think that mentality is a good one to remind you guys of really quick that I'm no expert. I am just a normal girl that went through, unfortunately, what I felt like and still kind of do feel like were rather normal feelings at the time and how I kind of got myself on the other side of it to now being at a great spot with food, exercise, health, wellness, to where I can reflect on it and give either advice or at least just tell my story and how a healthy lifestyle truly starts with a healthy mindset. So my health and fitness journey really started back in 2016. And I say 2016 because that was when I feel like I really began the journey that has currently changed my life because that's really when I found spin. And now if you follow my life, then you know that I actually own spin studios now. And I feel like obviously that wouldn't have happened if I never found spin back in 2016. So that's really when it started. But I was always an active kid growing up. Like I played softball. And then after I stopped playing sports in the eighth grade, I started just going to the gym with my friend all the time. But I really only went to the gym because I, well, two reasons. One, I was going through, I don't want to say like depression, but it pretty much felt like it. Um, But I was never diagnosed or anything. Um, But I felt just sad all the time in eighth grade. And it was just a really tough time for me for like no reason, like nothing was wrong. I was just always very sad. And I went to the gym because I wanted to get endorphins and I wanted to feel happy and I wanted to feel good. So that always made me feel good. And it really did help. Um, And then also because my crush went to the gym after school. So I wanted to go see him. Um, Not like we ever talked to the gym, but I just wanted to Sam lift while I was like upstairs on the elliptical with my best friend. So anyway, I went to the gym like in the beginning of high school and that was like really the extent of it. And then I got into YouTube and that was that. So my journey really started in 2016, which was my senior year of high school. And that was when I read a book called Skinny Bitch. And if you guys listen to any old episodes of this podcast and my YouTube channels, you know that I was praising skinny bitch. I was like, this is a book that changed my life. And it really like, it made me feel so good and so empowered. And it's true. Like at the time, like it really did change my life. And then I grew up a little bit and I don't remember when I like went back into the book and read it. Like maybe in 2020, I just like skimmed it. And I was appalled at the language of the book. So I just need to say like current day, I do not recommend the book just because it is so it's the epitome of diet culture, that book in the language of it. I mean, it's a plant based. It's a a pro plant based book like it promotes a vegan diet, um, which I didn't know going into the book. I just thought it was going to be about health and wellness, which I mean, don't get me wrong, like it did really kickstart like a health and wellness journey for me. But it was so like diet culture and like the way that the languages. It's something that I would not recommend, but I also just want to say like the world has really shifted in the last three to four years when it comes to diet culture and the language, like the language of diet culture used to be so crazy. Like the fact that we were all okay with it. Like I was just watching, 
um, season one of Housewives of New York. And Jill like sent her daughter to a health detox center to lose weight when she was literally like a 14 year old girl and a very normal sized 14 year old girl. Like I wouldn't say she was overweight. You know what I mean? And it was just like the times of how diet culture was talked about was so crazy, even just a couple of years ago. So the fact that like three, four years ago, I'm like, oh, this was the book that changed my life. And now here in 2023, I'm like, I can't even believe I used to say that stuff. It's, it just goes to show that I don't even know, like kind of where I'm going with this point other than I don't recommend the book skinny bitch anymore because I think the language is beyond crazy. And the fact that I even thought at one point, like that was okay is wild. But like, we all thought it was okay. You know what I mean? Like so many people were like, oh my God, that book changed my life too. Like it was what I needed. Like crazy. But anyway, read that book, kickstarted this whole thing for me of health and health and wellness. And it was great. Like I, in my senior year of high school, started doing a plant-based diet. I fell into spin. Um, and I kind of lost like a little too much weight by accident. Like I wasn't trying to lose weight. It just happened because I was just eating healthier and I made some like lifestyle changes. And then I feel like I hit my quote unquote second puberty, which is not talked about enough. Second puberty, as I'm calling it, was for me from ages 20 to 24. And my body has changed so much in these four years that it has been unrecognizable at points. Not to mention there was also a literal pandemic during this time, which I don't think helped with anything. But my weight fluctuated so much in those years by like I could have changed nothing. And my body was just always changing and really entering womanhood and just kind of figuring itself out. I feel like now my body's kind of settled down a little bit and there's other factors that have contributed to that, which we'll get into, but I feel like my body now is just kind of at a set weight and it's like, this is where I'm comfortable and I keep it there. Like I don't try to lose. I'm not trying to add. I'm just like, I'm good. I listen to my body right now and I just feel like it's pretty set, but there were like four years where it was just a constant fluctuation and it was very like, what is going on? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The more I talk to other friends about it, they're like, oh yeah, no, I felt that too. Like my college years, like my body changed so much. And you think like when you're done puberty that like, okay, you're pretty settled, but then it happens all over again. And it's crazy. Like I'll even look at pictures of my face from 20 to 24 and I look so different. Like even some influencers that I follow, I will see pictures of them at like 21, 22 versus now they're like 25, 26. I'm like, they look so different. And I just feel, and like nothing has changed. Like they haven't gotten like work done. You know what I mean? But we just constantly change 
the, our looks, like our bodies change, our faces change. Like we just really do kind of go through this like second puberty is what I'm calling it. So my body personally changed like so much in those years and it was just really wild. So anyway, back to where I'm going on this on top of my body, just naturally changing. I was also really struggling with the body image and my mindset along with it. I was never diagnosed with anything like binge eating or orthorexia, which is when you like overthink everything. But I always just found myself very trapped with the diet starts tomorrow mentality and like the, oh, tomorrow I'm going to eat perfect thoughts and I'm not allowed to have certain foods, you know, like that kind of mindset. I was really trapped in that during those years of my life. It was also a time that I lived a life of shoulds, meaning I should go to the gym and lift weights, or I should have a small waist with a big butt, or I should eat this many grams of protein a day, or I should track my macros. I should do this. I should do that. I was just living a life of shoulds and living in the should gave me mentally a lot of trouble. And I totally lost myself in the word should. I was confused by what to eat what to drink, how to work out. And honestly, everything that I was doing all the time was just constant confusion. I would eat giant smoothies with as many superfoods in it because that's what I thought I should be doing. Like the more superfoods, the better. You can't have too many fruits and vegetables, right? So I was making these giant smoothies and I would like chug them. And then my stomach would be so tight and bloated and upset And I was like, well, I guess this is a good thing to do, right? And I would lift heavy like five days a week, which drove my appetite to insane hunger levels that were never sufficed. And then I would opt for like sugar-free options to be healthier, but then I'd end up binging on donuts or ice cream or like literally whatever I could get my hands on to make up for number one, the sugar I was craving, number two, all the protein that I wasn't eating, and number three, this appetite that I was getting from heavy lifting five days a week when I didn't even like heavy lifting, like to begin with. This, like all these binge moments would then turn into like, this is the last binge and like tomorrow I'm going to be better. And this cycle would just continue and continue and continue. And it all centered back to the word should. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And that's where I really got in trouble. And I was very open about my struggles because I knew that I could not be the only girl in the world going through this. I knew that at some point, point or another, someone else must have felt this way before. And at the very least, if I didn't have the answers, I would eventually one day have the answers and I could feel freed from the burden. But in the meantime, I could be a voice for people or I could be someone to just help them not feel alone if someone else is going through it. Even though I didn't have the answers at the time, I knew that if I just expressed my struggles, it would probably at least comfort someone else that also didn't have the answers at the time. And that's kind of where I was coming from at that time frame of mind. I would one day know that I would look at food as just food, not a relationship. And I would look at working out as just working out and movement and something good to do for my body and not something that... I should do, but something that I wanted to do. And I knew that that day would come. And I'm so happy to say that about two, three years ago, end of 2020, those days finally came where I got freed. I felt relief. 
I felt totally resolved. And this is how I got there. And I'm going to discuss how I developed a healthy mindset to keep away my toxic thoughts and how I'm I how I've stayed on the other side of this ever since. And don't get me wrong, like there are some days where I feel a thought creep in where it's like, oh, I shouldn't eat all these cookies. And I'm like, oh, I said the word should. Do I want these cookies? Yes, then I'm going to eat them. Or I'm be like, oh, I should have more protein. But it's like, mm, I'm living a life of should. Like, do I want to be living my should or do I want to live authentically? And not have protein with this and just have a big bowl of pasta for dinner. Like, go for it. You know what I mean? So there's definitely days where the thoughts come in, but I know how to settle them down and silence them. And I also know my triggers. And some triggers I can't always avoid, but I can manage them. So let's get into this. How I solved this relationship and how I got on the other side of it. Three ways that I did it. Number one, I got real with myself. I got to the root of my problems. For me, the root of my problems was that I was always listening to too many experts. I'm using air quotes. Experts talk about diet and exercise. And here's what I've learned. There is no one diet that is a one size fits all. Yes, there are some things that generally do well for everyone. And I'm talking the things that we all know that I don't even need to say on this podcast, but I will say because it's a podcast, such as drinking water and working out. Like we know that those things are good for us. It's hard to sit here and argue that like going for a walk is bad for you. It's hard to sit here and argue that drinking water is bad for you. Like those are things that we can all agree on that like a little bit of movement and drinking water is good for you. But other than that, it is honestly so personal of what works for one person and what works for the next. It is not a one size fits all and it's never going to be a one size fits all. That's why a couple weeks ago when I put up my like weekly workout split, I wanted to just emphasize like it's trial and error. Figure out what you like and what works for you. And also the definition of what works for you is going to be different for everyone. How you want to feel, why you work out, all these factors are going to vary from person to person. So what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for everyone. There's going to be a group of people that it works for, but there's also going to be another group of people that it doesn't work for. So when a quote unquote expert would come on like the Skinny Confidential, for example, or Joe Rogan, or honestly any podcast that I would listen to, and they would go on and on and on and on about why ashwagandha, for example, is like the best supplement or why the only meat diet is the best thing to ever exist or why keto is the way to live or why counting macros is essential to human survival. All these experts, quote unquote, are so high and mighty about certain topics because it's something that has worked for them. And they come in with all these cherry picked studies that prove what has worked for them. And don't get me wrong, literature is literature and science is science. And if it works, there is a reason why it works. But not everyone's human biology is exactly the same. That's why studies that show the all meat diet works for some people. And then it really does work for some people because your biology lines up with that. But for others, it's just not going to work for them. Like it's not a one size fits all. And once I not only learned that, but completely understood that, that is when I was able to un 
learn everything and start fresh. And look, I don't blame any of these experts or I'm saying experts instead of like doctors or health professionals. I'm just saying experts because these are people that feel like they found something that has really worked and they want to share it. And I don't blame them for wanting to share it at all. If you find something that works, of course you want to share it. We've all done this. I've come on the show and said like, guys, this has really worked for me. I, I encourage you to try it. Like for example, my manifest method, like it's something that works really, really well for me, but you might try it and be like, this is way too freaking much work for me. Like it's a, it's a no for me. Things that work for one person is not going to work for everyone. So I don't blame experts for going on podcasts and saying like, this is the best thing to do for yourself because it worked for them. You know what I mean? I don't blame them. I had to not get sucked into everything that I heard. So I don't blame them for saying all this stuff, but coming to a show with the studies that support your argument is, was a way to really convince me that I should be doing this. So I was constantly hearing contradictions on what was best, what was right, what was wrong, what was detrimental. And it all just got so effing loud. It was all so loud. I chose to literally forget everything and start at square one. I'm not kidding. Like it was like, go for a run first thing in the morning, but only for five minutes. And if it's inside at 95 degrees and then make sure you eat 30 minutes after your meal, but not 20 minutes. Cause that's too much for your metabolism, but then make sure it's pineapple, but not cherries. Like it was like the craziest stuff that I was hearing that was constantly contradicting everything all the time to the point where I was just so confused. And I was like, you know what? This is actually driving me crazy. It is not helping me at all. And I need to forget everything that I've ever learned and start at square one. Square one, meaning no food was off limits. No workout was better than the other. Nothing was off limits. I could do no workout. I could do all the workouts. I could eat everything. I could eat nothing. Like what I'm getting at, which I didn't eat nothing, but what I'm getting at was I was back at square one. And I really asked myself, what did I want to eat? What did I want to do workout wise? When I chose to forget all the quote unquote rules, life got a lot easier and my body actually thanked me for it. I was out of the constant battle of war with myself and I was really freed from the rules that we set upon ourselves. And finally, for the first time in years, my body was not only responding to something and responding well, may I add, but I was able to sustain a healthy lifestyle without having to try. And my mind was at peace. When I put all the foods back on the table, I found myself craving less sweets, but eating them whenever I wanted. I found myself gravitating towards heartier whole foods that were satisfying and that really filled me up. I went from eating five meals a day to two larger meals a day. And I was satisfied. And that wasn't something I had to try to do. I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to cut down on my meals. It was just something that happened. And I didn't have to think twice about it. And I just rolled with it. I never overthought about ingredients. I never looked too much into if it had dairy, gluten, too much sugar, too much this, too much that. I didn't really care about any of that. I was eating what I wanted. I was eating when I wanted. And I unintentionally kind of got to like a set body weight. 
And I felt really good mentally and physically. This was sustainable. It was something that I felt really at peace with. And I was able to keep up with it naturally. I knew I was over trying to be like the strongest girl in the gym. I didn't care to move the most weight or max out a deadlift. I just wanted movement that felt good. So I began Pilates. I started with Melissa Wood Health at home. And the first few times I did it, I felt really weird. I was like, how could a 15 minute workout that didn't make me sweat possibly actually do anything good for my body? But I kept at it and I noticed my body changed in ways that I've never seen it change before. And I got really, really strong. Um, my belly used to always be bloated. And once I just made this lifestyle change of forgetting everything and starting back at square one and implementing lower cortisol workouts, my belly just stopped being constantly bloated. Now, look, I still get bloated. I am normal. When I eat, I get bloated. When I am, you know, around my period, I get bloated. When I'm eating foods that don't agree with me, I get bloated, but I no longer stress out about it. I used to get bloated and freak out and be like, oh my God, I can't go anywhere. I would cry. Like I was constantly bloated 24 seven. It was so uncomfortable. And now I'm very happy that it's not like that anymore. But when I do get bloated, I know that it's temporary and I don't let myself stress out as much anymore. And to top all this off, I started to feel naturally energized. I was reinvigorated. I was ready for my day and I just felt good. I used to think that a workout meant you had to like sweat buckets, dead, on the floor, deceased, done. But once I rewired my workouts and started calling it movement, the energy from it just felt so much better. So I realized like, what do I love? What don't I love? I love spin. I love walking. I love running. I love Pilates. I love yoga. And recently I've started incorporating very light strength training again for the purpose of a marathon that I'm running in November to um, prevent injuries. But I learned what I did not like. And I think that was really big for me. I did not like feeling like I had to do this progressive overload lifting with like the traditional splits, you know, five days a week. I didn't like being, I didn't want to be the strongest girl in the gym. Like, and I was trying so hard to do that. But once I was like, you know what? I don't have to do that. I really felt a lot of clarity. Um, so what I'm getting at is that when I erased all the rules and started listening to what I actually wanted to do and wanted to eat and how I wanted to feel, the answers were always right in front of me. I just had to clear the lens and look and start living that life. So my number one tip is to forget everything and listen to yourself. We ultimately know best in our guts, in our minds, in our hearts, what is best for us. So I'm encouraging you to forget everything and start at ground zero and relearn. Number two, I also knew that another problem of mine was loneliness. When I was lonely, I would turn to food and working out as ways to fill my time. Like I remember when I dropped out of college and I was teaching spin at a studio and 
all of my friends were at school. I was so lonely. I had no friends at home and it was just really sad. So what I would do to fill my time was I would go to the gym like two to three times a day. And sometimes I would just go sit in the sauna. Sometimes I would walk on the treadmill. Sometimes I would work out. I would take a yoga class. Like I would do, I would just spend all of my time at the gym because it was just a way to fill my day. And it was something to do. It was a way to get out of the house, see people, even though I wouldn't talk to anyone, I would see other people, which was nice. And it was just something to do. And then when I would get home, I would be lonely. So I would just eat and I would eat because it filled a void of loneliness. It gave me something to do. And it was like a really comforting feeling. Um, I remember though, there was like this really low point right before the pandemic happened that kind of put into perspective that maybe I was getting borderline unhealthy with eating to fill a void of loneliness. And I always lived alone from the time I dropped out of college, which is when I kind of noticed these habits starting to form um, to up until the pandemic. And right before the pandemic, I'd moved to Philly and I had two roommates for the first time. And for the first time in my life, I was able to compare my eating habits to the habits of my roommates. And that really wasn't good for me because I remember like my one roommate, one night she wanted ice cream and she just picked out a pint of ice cream and scooped a scoop of ice cream and put it in a bowl and just like sat on the couch and happily ate it. And I was like, oh my God, like that could never be me. Like I would always have the whole pint of ice cream and I would eat the entire thing in one sitting because that's just what felt good. You know, like it was just what I wanted to do at the time. And then my other roommate would just have like two to three normal meals a day and like call it a day. And I was just so like amazed that people could just eat food and move on with their day. Like it wasn't, a way for them to cope or to fill a void or to feel something like it was just food for them. But me, I was like bringing food down to my room and eating like granola and chips and ice cream and like whatever I could to kind of just fill this void. And then the pandemic happened and then that wasn't any better. You know what I mean? Just like staying home and, you know, being even more lonely and, you know, it wasn't the best, but that's kind of when I realized like this really is stemming from loneliness. I was really just looking for a bond with people and I was finding it in food. And that was something that I always knew about, but I didn't really necessarily know how to fix. Um, and once I recognized this, I started trying to do things more with friends that didn't make me feel lonely. But at the same time, this was also a struggle because a lot of bonding things with people revolve around food, like eating meals or going out to dinner, getting brunch. Like what I'm getting at was that this specifically took time. I learned over time to do things that filled a void of loneliness. For example, like, let me also say this, looking back, I think I was being a little bit too hard on myself because like we were literally in a pandemic. So like, of course I'm going to be lonely and at times, like stuff just felt so uncertain, but I found myself, I found things in myself and externally that made me feel like a lot less lonely, such as reading. Reading is a really big way to get out of my head and feel surrounded by other people, even if it's just in the context of a book. So reading was a big one. Journaling was another big one. Being at stride 
was a really big one for me. And during the pandemic, I couldn't go to stride. So that was hard. Um, and you know, if I did go to stride, it would be like me and like a couple of my staff members, like the clients weren't there during the pandemic. So that was really tough for me, but being at stride really helped me just be around other people and like fill a void of loneliness. Making YouTube videos was another one, but like during the pandemic, YouTube was like kind of weird. And I was trying to stay off social media as best as possible during that time. Um, being with friends also really helped. And I also started dating who I'm with now and being in a really healthy, very loving relationship has been really amazing for the lonely void, I will say. Um, Now, I also know that like if one day my boyfriend and I break up, like I will be okay because I've learned so much about myself in the past two years. And even before entering this relationship, I felt like I was really on the right path of filling a loneliness void like within myself and I've been I've been good at it and I've gotten to a place of like self-love and I really know that like no matter what like I won't get back to that place that I once was at Um, but what it comes down to was I did not have enough self-love and that's really what I learned in this whole void of loneliness like I just wasn't filling up my own cup and it circles back to knowing too much. Like I, I knew too much about the health and wellness space. And once I learned to forget everything and reteach myself what felt real and authentic to me, self-love was a big part of that. And the third thing that I do, and I still do this to this day, was I silenced everything. I rarely, rarely will listen to experts on other shows of podcasts. Um, The only podcast that I really take any sort of health and fitness advice from is Huberman Lab Podcast. And that is because his show, there's something about it that is so unbiased and so scientific that it just all makes sense. But I also take the entire show with a grain of salt. Like there are tidbits that I've pulled away from the show that have really positively impacted my life. But I'm also aware and I know that if they get too deep into the field of these are workouts that I recommend or this form of exercise is the best, you know, proven by science or this diet is the best or whatever it might be, I will either skip over it or I will listen to it. But I know that it's not something I'm going to implement in my life when three, four or five years ago, it would have been something I would have implemented in my life. And that's when I got confused was when I was constantly implementing new things. So I silence everything on Instagram. If I see girls posting like workouts and macros and stuff like that, I tended to skip over it. I do look at what I eat in a days for meal inspirations, but I never look at like what the macros are or how many calories are in things. I don't count calories at all. I've just silenced everything that does not serve a good purpose to me. Like if an expert is coming on a podcast to talk about the supplement that they say has changed their life, I'll most likely skip it. If someone's talking about a diet that has changed their life, I will most likely skip it because while it works for them and that's great, it's most likely not going to work for me. And I'm really gullible. Like I could be talked to do a lot of things like pretty easily. (laughs) And, or let me say this, I can be convinced that things are good for me pretty easily. And I feel like I'm in a really good place and I want to protect my peace. And I want to protect this mindset that I've worked really hard to develop. 
And if I just listened to all the noise out there, it would go down the drain. So I protect my peace and I silenced everything that does not serve the mission that I'm currently living in my life, which is a healthy for me mindset. So that's how I solved it. I unlearned everything. I felt, I filled a void of loneliness and found self-love and I take everything nowadays with a grain of salt and I silenced everything. Now, with that being said of how I solved it, I want to dive into how I recognize my triggers and how I manage them because triggers cannot always go away, but we can manage them. So I have three triggers. My first one is weightlifting. My second one is feeling lonely slash not giving myself self-love. And the third one is stress. So let's talk about weightlifting. When I lift too much, I'm talking like three, four, five times a week. I develop this appetite that just literally cannot be tamed and I will eat everything in sight. Plus when I lift too frequently, I start to get back into the headspace of like, oh, I should eat right after this workout. I should have this amount of protein. I should do this. I should do that. And I'm right back into the should mentality and mindset. Now I do know how important it is to weight lift. So cutting it completely from my life, like forever is unrealistic. However, I did take a very big break from weightlifting and I wasn't like going into a gym lifting weights for like two years and it felt really good to be doing that. But now with my marathon training, which I'm loving, I have implemented weightlifting back into my life, like one, maybe two days a week for the purpose of strengthening my bones and preventing injury in my marathon training. That's the whole reason why I weightlift. Um, in the past, it was for aesthetic reasons, and it was because I thought that's what I should be doing. But now learning about how I work and what works for me, I know that if I were to have my workout routine be mostly in the gym, it would be a big, 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 big trigger for me. So I've learned to just stay away from that and incorporate it in healthy amounts. If I feel like I'm getting too wrapped up back in it, I, I take a step back and I don't beat myself up over it. That's something that I used to really do is I used to be like, man, I really should be in the gym today. And it always comes down to the word should. I should go to the gym today, but it's like, why? Why? Like, why not just take a break? Like nothing's going to happen if I take a rest day. Like I will be totally fine. So anyway, um, I was just, if I get back into too much weightlifting where it's my, excuse me, if it's my only workout routine, that's when I develop a mentality that I remember all too well that I'm not fond of. So I keep weightlifting at bay and it has purpose behind it that serves my goals, which is to run a marathon in November. And after my marathon, I will probably, if I don't continue running, I will probably stay out of the gym until I run again and need to strengthen my muscles again. Other than that, I do still strength train, but it's just in low impact formats, such as Pilates and yoga are my favorite ways to strength train. Um, and weightlifting is just something that I keep at bay. And I'm really good in this relationship with weightlifting right now. I feel really good with where I'm at with everything. My second trigger is feeling lonely and not giving myself self-love. Feeling lonely is honestly an, an inevitable feeling, 
but I have found things that really fill me back up. Like, like I mentioned earlier, going to stride is a really easy way for me to not feel lonely. Reading a book is a really easy way for me not to feel lonely because you can't think about anything else really other than the book that you're reading. Writing helps a lot. Calling a friend helps a lot. Going to my parents for dinner helps a lot. Hanging out with my boyfriend helps a lot. I have ways now to cope with feeling lonely. And another tip is exactly what I said. Um, actually, I haven't said this yet. Another tip that I have is to really lean into the feelings. I used to really fight the feelings and I used to fight the feeling of loneliness in the past. And to fight that feeling, I would eat food or I would go to the gym and just work out because it filled time and it made me feel less lonely. But now if I'm feeling lonely, I will lean into that feeling of loneliness rather than fight it and try to say like, I don't feel lonely, but I do. So I've now learned to accept my emotions and just lean into it. If I'm feeling lonely, I let myself feel lonely. Maybe I'll bitch about it to myself like, damn, I feel really effing lonely right now. Or I'll cry about it and I will just feel my feelings. Like I'll feel them, I'll experience them, I'll cry about it, and then I'll move on. And that has really helped me to feel my feelings rather than try to deny them or try to cope with them. Rather than like talk myself out of a feeling, just embrace it live with it for a little bit, pitch a tent there for a little bit, and then pack up my things and move on when I'm ready to, to move on from the feeling. If I, if I didn't feel my feelings, they would eventually just keep coming back up and they would come back stronger each time. So now in bouts of loneliness or bouts of sadness or bouts of anxiety or self-doubt or whatever these negative feelings might be, I'll let myself feel it. I'll let myself cry it out. And then I move on. And once I let myself experience how I wanted to feel, I was really able to move on fully and transform how I felt in certain situations. Also, not giving myself enough love was another big trigger for me. And it's easy to find ways to make myself feel loved now, such as taking a shower It's like amazing what a shower does. Like there are magical powers in showers. I swear to God, because I will come back from a shower feeling like a brand new person with so much self-love in the shower. Um, So taking a shower is like a really great way to experience self-love. They're like truly transformative. Self-tanning is another one of my really go-to ways. I always just feel better about myself when I'm tan. It also just feels like you're pampering yourself to put on like a coat of self-tanner that lasts for a few days. It's a small things to show myself love and effort, but it goes a really long way. Like today, I'm not doing anything. Uh, Like I'm not going anywhere today, but I got a blowout and that felt really, really nice. Like just that little moment of self-love feels really, really good. So a trigger is feeling lonely and not giving myself self-love. So to avoid that and to manage that trigger, because inevitably we're going to feel certain things at times, um, to manage that trigger, I will feel my emotions and then do things that fill my cup back up, such as reading, such as showering, such as self-tanning, such as going for a blowout, things like that. And then finally, stress. Stress is something that inevitably comes up and we cannot always control. But specifically when I'm stressed out alone is when it's not really a good combination for me. So when I'm stressed out and with other people, I talk it through. I discuss my stress, 
through talking it out and I tend to talk myself like off a ledge and I feel much more calm. When I'm alone and I'm stressed out about something, I completely overthink it in my head and I completely spiral. I overanalyze the entire situation and it ends up so much worse than before. So what I used to do was eat to take away that stress. But now what I do is I cope with it. It's the same thing as before. When I'm stressed out, when I'm stressed out about it, I talk it through. Whether I'm lo- talking to myself or journaling about it or calling my mom or talking to my therapist or my boyfriend. It's really those like those people, mom, therapist, boyfriend, are like in the order that I talk to about things, but I try not to really talk to my friends about things that stress me out too much because that's what I have a therapist for. Um, but feeling the stress helps crying helps. I feel like stress manifests, manifests itself into physical emotions for me, such as crying. And then when I cry, I feel the stress, like honestly leave my body. So I used to really fight crying and I used to be like, Oh my God, I hate that. I cry when I'm stressed out. It's like a big fault of mine, but now I really embrace it because I honestly feel better after I cry when I'm really stressed out because I feel like it's like a physical release of the emotions. It feels really good. Another thing that I started doing is I will actually like express my emotions. So rather than just feel sad and not say anything about it, I will verbally say how I feel. Um, Like the other night I got in like a, I guess you could call it a fight with my boyfriend and I was really upset. And I just kept saying like, I, I wasn't saying that I was upset. And then once I told him like, I am upset, like that's when we were able to like kind of get to a breakthrough and like talk about things and be like, you know, I'm upset. This is why I'm upset. And then X, Y, and Z, we worked through it. All is good. But it was because I was able to say my emotions. I was able to really express like how I was feeling in that moment. So now whenever I'm feeling stressed out, I will say like, I am stressed or I am sad or I am angry. And then I'll go in my car and scream. Like you can do whatever you need to do to feel emotions, but it's really leaning into the feeling of stress and experiencing it and maybe crying it out or talking it out and leaning into it and then moving on from it. So kind of the same as like feeling lonely or not showing enough self-love when it comes to stress is experiencing the emotion and moving on from it. And that has really helped me through difficult moments of my life and maintain a healthy mindset from within. So all of this is to say that in order to live a healthy lifestyle, you need to have a healthy mindset. And I really encourage you to do the inner work and be real and vulnerable with yourself here. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to feel emotions. It's okay to be human. And I so often think that we live our life by the rule of should. I should feel happy all the time. I should look a certain way. I should carry myself a certain way online. I should eat this. I should do this workout. And I'm here to tell you like F the should. No more shoulds. You do not live a life of shoulds. You live a life of authenticity. You live a life of what feels natural to you. You live a life of what feels right to you. And I encourage you to start living in authenticity. Your mind and your inner peace will thank you. And guys, that's my show today. I kind of feel like we were a little all over the place, but I also feel like we knew what I was getting at at the same time. 
So I hope you guys all enjoyed today's episode. I would love to hear how you guys stay in a healthy mindset. If you have triggers, what they are and how you manage your triggers, or if you're in the thick of any sort of struggles and this just helped or at least offered some insight into a conversation, I'm happy to lead it. Um, But yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you guys wouldn't mind leaving a five-star review, it really helps the show. Sharing it on social media, tagging at Manifest with Tori D. Simone on your posts. It really, really helps the show. So guys, have a wonderful week. Happy Monday. And I will talk to you guys next Monday for an episode that I'm really excited about. Next week, I'm talking about being independent in a relationship. A lot of you guys have asked me about that. And that is coming out next week, kind of like an honor of Valentine's Day. So guys, have a great week. I'll talk to you guys next time and happy Manifest Monday. Bye guys. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.